Hey folks, Garrett here. As in our last episode, we're doing things a little bit different in this week's Most Awesome Founder podcast. Today we're introducing not one founder, but many. If you tuned in for the last episode, you know that on May 17th, we launched the first cohort of the inaugural Vehau Startup Accelerator. This intensive seven-week mentor-driven and equity-free program provides the best and brightest startups from the Vehau community with rocket fuel for their new ventures, all culminating in a July 2nd demo day where the teams pitch to investors. So today, we're introducing the four remaining startup teams selected to participate in this year's accelerator. The founders behind them, the problems they're tackling, and the paths they have chosen to get to market as effectively and efficiently as possible. This week, you'll meet the founders of Prematch, a data-driven content aggregator for non-professional football. CIMK, a deep tech data platform for investors interested in the Chinese market. About My Horse, a social commerce platform and online community for equestrian-focused fashion. And Happy Burning, a functional beverage company producing a one-of-a-kind brain-boosting focus drink. Each of these teams are led by incredible founders with unique backgrounds, all driven by a profound desire to improve people's lives. And as you know, there are few things more inspiring than the stories of mission-driven entrepreneurs. I hope you enjoy this unique episode of the Most Awesome Founder Podcast. This episode is brought to you by WHU, the Otto Beisheim School of Management. WHU is reshaping the way students learn about business, management, finance, and entrepreneurship through its innovative programs and partnerships in Germany and across the globe. To learn more about this globally ranked university, visit whu.edu today. Coming to you from WHU, on the banks of the Rhine River, in beautiful Fallendar, Germany, this is the best and most awesome founder podcast. A show about entrepreneurs, innovators, advisors, and educators, and the stories that make them who they are today. Hi, I'm Nicholas. I'm 24 from beautiful Cologne, Germany. Um, just studied here during my undergrads, did a business degree here. Um, and I quickly realized that like the traditional business career is not what I want to do. Um, made some experiences in, in the startup scene, mostly uh, environmental tech startups. Uh, realized, hey, that's what I want to do. Uh, went on for my entrepreneurship degree at VAU. Mm, and that's where where I right now about to finish it. Um, personally, uh, born into a family of athletes, which is probably why I ended up doing what I'm doing now, or what we are doing now, uh, mostly for sports and football. Uh, it's been like the most important parts of my life. And uh, yeah, I would really love to hand over to my beautiful uh, teammate. Thanks, Nicholas. Hi, uh, I'm Lucas, 26, um, entrepreneurship and football enthusiast. So uh, I actually grew up on football pitches close to Cologne. Uh, did everything from being a player, a coach, a, board, uh, a member of the board of directors, and also started my career in football. Um, afterwards, uh, went on studying uh, with Nicholas uh, Economics at the University of Cologne and continued my like personal growth career uh, at Bunch.ai, an amazing machine learning and data science startup 
and I had the chance to to went with them to uh, to New York actually opened the New York office and yeah decided afterwards I want to go for our own idea now and that's where we are and uh, that's yeah when we came together again and uh, founded Prematch. Well, that's a perfect segue, Lucas. I would love you guys to tell the audience a little bit about about Prematch what the problem is that you guys are solving and yeah generally what it is that you do well like we've been asked this question so often already like what are you guys actually doing and like i think the person who asked me the most was my mother so i'm really like (laughs) trained in breaking it down now i think (laughs) um what we describe it as is mostly like the digital home for non-professional football and i'm certain garrett as well you know that like Football is a very, very special thing in Europe and like in Germany even more. Like it's probably one of the largest and yeah, most emotional community that's out there. And what usually happens is that children, when they're very young, they start playing, they get into their teams and maybe some of them having the dream to become a professional one day. And then like 99.9% won't make it to the professional level. So the broad mass will always stay an amateur. And that's totally fine. But the thing is, this broad base, they identify so strongly with their passion. Like it's the number one conversation topic. Most of their friends are probably also players. Uh, They absorb all the information they can get from anywhere. So we got very, very strong connections within these micro communities. The problem is, and uh, for non-professional football, or at least for like the digital representation of it, as of now, it's 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 a piece of shit. Like, am I allowed to say that here? You're allowed to say that, man. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I have to beef it off. <laughs> but um, like for real, you've got numerous different island solutions. You've got some of the information you want to have solving some of the problems. Some of the time, the quality is all well very low. So what happens is you are really like as a player, as a fan, whatsoever. You're constantly reminded that you are non-professional. You're constantly reminded, man, you didn't make it. And that's such a strong mismatch to their own perception because I think almost everybody has in their own team somebody who feels like the next Ronaldo and they feel like, man, I, I deserve better. I, if I hadn't had this one injury back then, I would be a pro for now, for sure. Like They have this strong uh, ego, if you want, like that. And that's what we, what we want to change. We want to transfer the feeling... Um, that this non-professional space, that this is actually the ecosystem where the real life takes place. And we want to transfer some of the attention from the professional players from the first division to the broad mass that's playing in the non-professional sector. And maybe Lucas can elaborate a little bit more on what we are doing actually and how we're doing it. What a perfect introduction, Nick. Yeah, and that's why we came together and said we want to create Prematch as the digital home for all our non-pros and fans out there. Um, we call it the beautiful platform for the beautiful game because we are so much into it and we know our community is into it too. And even if you can turn you into a pro, we want to make you feel like one. So that's the vision we are following. That's our mission. And we do this by not just building another football app, but a platform which is putting the players first. So it's a, a built around you actually. Um, which offers data-driven features that you now only know from professional football and uh, which keeps you up to date by filtering all the relevant information for you as a football player and fan. Cool. Cool. It's uh, 
a very noble task, and I think um, you know much much needed. We're really looking forward to seeing how it uh, how it evolves in the coming months. I'd like to just ask you guys. I heard kind of between the lines there that you knew each other from Uni, but how did you guys come together to form Prematch? Also a good question. I think first time we met was uh, at the first week of university. Nick was at our flat because he knew my flatmate and uh, it clicked right away because both of us are into like having innovative uh, ideas um, talking about entrepreneurship all the time. So we had some coffees, we talked about several ideas, but this one idea like the, or this one problem that we actually felt ourselves uh, stay, problem, uh, stay present all the time. Um, and after our bachelors, our ways split at first. So Nick went to VHU and studied there. Uh, I went to uh, Bunch, uh, had the chance uh, to, to work in the US. But we always stayed in touch and we always worked on the idea. And um, now there was like the perfect timing for us uh, to, to actually jump on it, to say, hey, we have everything we need. Uh, let, let's fix this problem. Let's delight the community. And um, yeah, we are more than excited actually that we could bring some really talented folks on the team. Um, we, we have so many yeah, great people uh, right now uh, that are driving the vision with us. And that's kind of the story until now. Awesome. I mean, relationships that are built around uh, shared passions, always great. When those include sports and entrepreneurship, that tends to be pretty special. So you guys have joined this accelerator program. Um, you know, there's a lot of different avenues to build and grow a business. Why acceleration? Why the Vehau Accelerator? Like, well, what we what we felt like, what our situation is right now is, you know, like we started a couple of months ago without anything. Like we didn't have a product, we didn't have a team, we had some sort of idea, but not like really the concept figured it all out. And like what happened over the past couple of months is that we really saw our team growing. They're, right now there are probably 10 people. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that <laughs> publicly because we're still uh, applying for some, for some scholarships. But yeah, there are some 10 people working on this idea right now. Um, even more helping us out here and there from our personal net <laughs> network. And um, yeah, we built our first product, uh, which, which feels amazing. We are now about to test it with, with real users, with real data. And uh, like we, we, feel we, we felt we got so much momentum over the past couple of months that we say, man, like we don't wanna lose that. We wanna start over now and we wanna further uh, keep this acceleration. And that's actually what, at least from, from my experience, what I feel like is the most important thing for being successful with such an early venture is, is meeting the right people at the right time. And um, like the VOA Accelerator for certain uh, is, is one of those places where you have such a high concentration of, of successful founders, of investors, of people that can mentor you, that can give you advice on so many different topics um, that there was kind of a no brainer for us uh, to, to play here. And I'm, I know I'm kind of biased as a <laughs> student, but uh, I think Lucas, Lucas really shares this opinion. Definitely. I think uh, I, out of our 80 mentors, I would guess that a super majority of them are football fans too. So they're going to they're gonna have fun with you guys. All right. You know, um, really going to be great to see where things end up in the next few months. Um, but for listeners that want to learn more about you guys and pre-match, where can they find you online? 
Yeah, we are still kind of in steel mode, so you won't find that many information uh, online, but you can go to prematchapp.de, check some basic information over there, but best way is to directly reach out to Nick and me. Um, so uh, feel free to contact us on LinkedIn, uh, shoot us an email, it's uh, lucas at prematchapp.de or the same for Nicholas. And we're always happy to chat, always uh, uh, excited to share ideas and yeah. Looking forward to amazing conversations. Awesome, guys. I, I love your enthusiasm. I love the founder market fit. Cannot wait to see where pre-match is uh, by the end of this summer. It's going to be a, a good ride. Great to have you guys on board. Thank you for having us, guys. Hey, my name is Lucas. And I'm from, from Germany and I studied for my bachelor business administration in, at the University Göttingen. And then for the masters, I stayed at Göttingen for one year, did their global business master, but I did my study program as a double degree. So the second year I studied at Nanjing University in China. And during my um, studies, I did a couple of internships, mainly in consulting. But uh, then last year in September, after I finished my, my master's, I decided to actually stay in China and start to, to build this company, which is the reason why we're now part of this amazing program. I am Sonali and I'm from India. And I have studied in India. So my bachelor's is in computer science. And I did my master's in information technology uh, from Villa Institute of Technology, both uh, from the same university. And after that, I started working for a while, for a long while, I will say. And then uh, uh, recently, I'm going to just finish my PhD. Uh, I'm in the last phase of my PhD at the moment, so I'll be defending my thesis very soon, final defense. Uh, everything else is done. Uh, and uh, my PhD is also in the uh, computer science field of uh, cloud security and access control. And uh, besides that, in between my master's and my PhD, I was working uh, at different places. So my last job was uh, as a lecturer in a university called New York Institute of Technology. I worked with them for 10 years uh, as a lecturer in computer science and engineering. And before that, I was a trainer, uh, in, uh, international education business trainer at a company called IIT from India. And, uh, in, and while I was doing my uh, lectureship at the university, I realized that if I am in the field of academia, I have to have a PhD. <laughs> so that is why I started my PhD. And by the time I am ready to finish my PhD, it feels like now I'm ready to join a startup. So, <laughs> uh, so let's see where it goes all, but I'm very excited because once I'm done with my PhD, I already have uh, Lucas and uh, Cassandra to work with and a lot of our team is growing. So I'm very excited. Hi, I'm Lu Xuan. Currently, I'm still a member of the MIE 2021 program at VHU. My graduation will be this summer. Before coming to Germany, I studied my bachelor's degree in English International Trade, 
Also, I had achieved a master's degree in English and Chinese translation and interpretation. I also had a job for one year, uh, serving as the international purchaser. Also, at this job, I facilitated the establishment of a joint venture before our company and a German company. And this experience uh, took me to Germany for the first time. Also, it made me realize my interest in entrepreneurship and management. That's why I'm here. Awesome. Uh, very cool. Um, it's great to see that I'm not the only older older, more experienced person finishing a PhD right now. So we're, we're in the same boat. Um, I guess the difference is, is I did all the startups and then did the PhD. You're doing the PhD and then doing the, the startup. So very, very cool. Um, and what a great, nice balance of, of skills on you guys' team. I, but I'd like, to, I'd like to allow you guys to share a little bit about the business. Maybe you could tell me the name of the company, um, of course, the problem that you're solving, and, and generally what it is that you guys do. Yes, let me just start. So the name of the company is CIMK, which uh, stands for China Investment Market Knowledge. And the big goal is to close an, an existing information gap between the Chinese market and non-Chinese speaking investors. So since I lived in China, I, I got fascinated by Chinese companies, by Chinese technologies. And I myself always had this problem that some Chinese friends who can speak really well Chinese, they told me about new companies, told me about different news. And I myself always try to look it up, use some different English sources, but I was never able to, to find the same kind of news, never was able to understand exactly what does this, this new company is doing? Or even what does this, this big companies have for new products? And so I was really frustrated and thought, hmm, it's, it's really hard to really get a good understanding of the Chinese market and also find all the news information in time to, to be able to, to talk and get into the current, the current discussions. And that's basically our motivation to, to solve this existing huge information gap it, because um, there is this big language barrier and there is right now no, no global brand. But you know, okay, if I go to this website, to this dashboard, I can really get, get all information on this huge and growing market in one place. And, and that was, that's our goal to, to become this, this global brand. Awesome. Awesome. So you guys have a, a pretty unique and uh, diverse team. You have a soon-to-be PhD computer scientist from India. You have someone who studied business who's from Germany. And you have a, another, another teammate who studied uh, their master's in entrepreneurship at, at VHU. How did you guys come together to form CIMK? Yeah, that's also a funny story. And I think that's, that's always the case that if you do a startup, you always have to be lucky. So last December, I was by myself and uh, just uh, searching for some people who, who want to join this mission. And therefore I did a short video in which I explained my ideas and said that I'm searching for different kinds of people. And I basically just send it out via social media and um, then there was um, one common friend 
who knew all three of us and he basically got us in touch but maybe Sonali can 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 say something to this point um, how she got in touch with me then yeah so uh, like Lucas mentioned that we have a common friend who connected all the three of us here so uh, what happened was Lucas was looking for someone to join his team and Uh, in like I was I was almost done with my thesis uh, like the revision was going on so there was uh, so I started looking for a new job because I started to because of the COVID I my my university campus in China closed uh, last year at the same time when when the pandemic started so it was a bad timing to switch a job because the whole world was in a crisis I could not travel the borders were closed so I took a break. There was no no new job opening because everything was online. So I said, okay, let me focus on my PhD, finish it all. But by the end of December, I was almost done with everything, except for, of course, the revision was going on, as I said. So um, this common friend, who is actually also from Germany, so he, he one day, he just sent me this job uh, opening. And he said that maybe you, you should talk to this guy. Maybe something will work out. And I saw and I said, okay, it's a startup. So he said, so what, just go ahead. And, and he, because he knows that I always talked about startup and starting something of my own. So he said, why not? Like, you know, you, maybe something will click. So I said, okay, uh, let's, let's do that. And uh, then I connected with Lucas and we had a small conversation on WeChat. And then he said, why don't you just drop by in my office and we can talk. So I went ahead and uh, we met and uh, I liked the idea, uh, what he said. And even though, I have no connection with anything in finance, but stock market is something that I really don't understand. But then I still decided, okay, maybe it's a time for me to learn something new now that I'm like ready, ready to finish my PhD. So then, and of course, my job was nothing to do with the finance. It's just the IT field anyway. So I said, okay, let me, let me just go ahead with it. And uh, later on, I found out then Lucas made a group And I saw Cassandra is also there, which was very, very interesting that, oh, wow. And then we found out that this is how we have connected. One common friend connected us all. So it's very cool. interesting. That's a great story. And uh, if it has a fairy tale ending, that's the kind of story that books will get written about. Born, born from a pandemic and a social media post on WeChat. Very cool. Um, and I hope your friend, when you're very successful, that your friend gets a little piece of the cap table for connecting you guys all together. <laughs> um, so I, I'm curious, you know, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different strategies you can take from building an early stage venture. Why did you choose acceleration and particularly why, why the VHU accelerator? Yeah, first of all, um, for us, um, we, we, already made the experience that is super valuable to talk to experienced people. And I think in that sense, um, there's no better way than choosing this, um, this kind of programs. So we know that in terms of execution, um, it's all our um, responsibility, but um, for us, it's also clear that there are a lot of people who already have made certain mistakes, certain learnings, and we want to basically leverage their knowledge to move faster and also maybe do some um, slightly changes in the direction. And we think that it's a really good way to increase our small chance of success because the setup is always risky. It's, it's 
always playing against the, the, the um, success story. But we think that if we are especially part of this program with this huge network of already successful startup founders, we think that, that this would be a great way to learn from them, get some guidance, and then increase our likelihood of success. Awesome. Well, you know, Vehau has had a lot of uh, successful founders in the in the financial services and the fintech. So I have a feeling of our 80, 80 mentors that you'll be working with in the coming weeks, you're going to you're going to hear a lot of uh, good decisions and bad decisions and how it uh, affected them. And hopefully, you know, like all of us folks that have done it before, the best thing we can do is tell you where we screwed up and hope our hope our babies don't make the same mistakes that we did. But uh, you know, just to, just to wrap things up uh, for people that are watching and listening and are interested in what you're doing, where can we find more about CIMK online? So I think the the best way would be to visit our website um, cimk.net. But we're also on social media like LinkedIn, so maybe that's a good place to start. And yeah, hopefully you will hear more about us in the future. We are also on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we have our mm-hmm. WhatsApp group and Telegram channel also. You guys are dialed in on social. Well, that makes sense. You you started on social and I imagine you'll grow there as well. Well, guys, we are all very much looking forward to seeing you in just a few weeks time. And uh, as our, our one team that's partially in Germany and, and partially in China, it's going to be, uh, you guys are going to be a great addition to the cohort. And we look forward to seeing you guys very soon. Thank you so much for this great opportunity. We're also really looking forward to finally start this program. And uh, yeah, it will be great. Yes, thank you so much. Looking forward to it. Hi, um, I'm Isabel. I'm the CEO and co-founder of About My Horse. I'm a passionate horse rider living in Düsseldorf currently. I studied business administration in Cologne and then worked for some time in different positions in the fashion industry with a focus on, on retail and e-commerce. And after that, of course, I did my MBA at WHU, which was a um, groundbreaking event um, and started my part-time MBA there. And um, from then on, um, an exciting journey started, which you will be hearing more in the next few minutes. Hi, and uh, my name is Lars. Uh, I'm 38 years old from Düsseldorf too, and um, I'm part-time MBA class of 2012 from uh, WHU. So uh, that's why um, yeah, I met some of our co-founders at a breakfast from WHU alumni. And uh, yeah, we decided to, to yeah, found something that sh- can be called about my horse. And then we searched for, yeah, searched for other um, yeah, people who may be interested in investing time in horse business, and uh, yeah, that's when we when we set up um, bought my horse. Um, I'm um, yeah, kind of family business entrepreneur. My family is uh, sending and selling sand for horse stables, and that's yeah, why I'm interested in horse business. Awesome. That talk about a great founder market fit. You guys are passionate and and have a, a family experience in the industry. Tell me a little bit about about my ho- about about my horse. <laughs> I feel like I'm being redundant when I say that, but um, what is the problem you're solving? 
what it what is it exactly that you guys do well i will take this on up um so about my horse is the first and only um inspirational fashion e-commerce platform for the equestrian market um, maybe to give some bit of a more background information today we have two separate worlds in this sector so we have the super old school online world where retailers took basically their printed catalogs and put them into the internet and then called it e-commerce. Um, so you have zero user experience, you have zero inspiration and it's basically super boring. Um, and then on the other side, we have people passionate, super interested in equestrian fashion. So mostly younger people, um, the next generation of customers that are on Instagram, on Pinterest, on TikTok, and there they're seeking their inspiration. Um, but these platforms are not basically made for shopping or um, to have a perfect equestrian fit. So we speak of two different worlds and what does About My Horse do? We connect those two different worlds. Um, we take the inspirational part and combine it with a super great uh, shopping experience, of course. Um, we show the best looks and the outfits with the help of opinion leaders. So from, from Instagram influencers and so on. And um, thereby we create curated content for people who are interested in horse riding, anything around the equestrian market. Um, so for example, if you like white horses and you're interested in show jumping, you will see exactly what you want to see on our platform. Can, I, I want to jump in with one question here, just to because maybe you can put it in context a little bit. How, how big is the horse market? Like, is this say a big industry? Yes, it's a super big industry. If you basically just look at Germany, they are 5% of all Germans connected to horse riding or doing actively horse riding. And those people, they spend $8 billion per year only on equipment. So it's not about the barn, it's not about the vet, it's only for equipment. And this is where we come in and say, okay, please give us some of this money and spend it at about my horse. So it's a super, <laughs> super interesting market to go to. Awesome. Wow, that's, uh, that's massive actually. You know, I think for people that aren't uh, aren't so familiar with the sport and the culture or, around it to, to see how big it actually is. You know, I, sorry, Lars, did you want to say something? What I see yeah. in my family business by selling the sand for the stables, that um, we do not have a, a, a go down of, um, of, of sales because people invest in their sport and their passion, uh, even if there is a, a small lack of money, if you can say that. So they don't. Uh, say uh, okay, I don't give, I don't want to invest into my horse or my stable or my equipment or in the fashion. Um, I, I I I stop spending money for other things, but not in my hobby. I love I love businesses like that because it targets the emotional consumer. You know, whether if you're shopping for your your passion, your hobby, your kids, your horse, these are things that people will spend incredible amounts of money uh, totally irrationally on. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Uh, so Lars had made a brief mention of it earlier, but can you tell me a little bit about not only I know you guys have connections through VHU and MBA, but how did you come together to build this venture? Yeah, as I already said, um, I, I sat together with uh, one of our co-founders and um, they, they had the idea of do live, doing live shopping. They, um, they had developed a new software and they told me that uh, they're looking for um, niche markets to test the software. 
And yeah, that's when I came up with the idea to do it in the horse market because it's a it's an interesting niche market as we already heard. And um, yeah, we sat together, but we knew that we need someone who's really really passionate about riding itself. So I'm I'm very interested and close to the horse business, but I'm not a rider, and uh, so we need someone. And the idea was to get someone from VAU, as we know that the the um, education and and the passion is. It's there, and if you can combine it with a passion for horses and for riding, um, that would be great. And that's why we set up, um, yeah, uh, uh, VAU alumni um, uh, uh, application form, and then then over the um, Impraxi newsletter, we got Isabel. <laughs> and I basically read looking for a co-founder, and I just saw the word horse, and I immediately was like, okay, that's me. Bye. <laughs> Independent of what you're doing, it's me. And not only did you find someone with a passion for horses, but someone who also knows e-commerce and fashion. Yeah, that was wow. a great combination that yeah. she, she she has experience in the fashion and um, yeah, e-commerce business. Uh, that was great. We are very very lucky about that, and it's yeah, it's a one once in a lifetime chance. <laughs> Incredible! This network never ceases to amaze me. Uh, so. You know, there's a lot of different avenues that a startup can take to go to market and to grow their businesses. Why did you choose Acceleration and, and particularly why did you choose the Vehu Accelerator? So maybe I can take this one. Um, we have successfully launched our MVP now. We tested it. Um, we see that users are joining the platform. We see that people are actually shopping. Um, we see a lot of interaction and communities growing. Um, companies are interested in what we are doing. Uh, so we see despite of a lot of improvement potentials we still have, um, that our idea is working and people like it and also customers like it. Um, and now is the right time for us to, to grow and to find the right measures to grow big time. And um, that's why I think acceleration makes so much sense for us in this momentum now. And of course, there's no better place to do this than the WHO. Um, no, just kidding, but um, WHO is internationally known for, for bringing up great entrepreneurs and great founders and um, also successful startups um, are, are born in, uh, in WHO. And we actually want to become this too. And we want to profit from, from this great network as we already experienced, it can be so helpful. Um, and this is actually why we are super happy to, to be part of this. Awesome. I, I cannot wait to see how much you guys evolve and grow in the coming months. I have a feeling um, what you guys look like and how fast you've grown by the end of summer is gonna be very different than it is now. It's gonna be a fun journey. Um, just to wrap things up, where people that are interested, there's probably some passionate equestrians listening, where can they uh, learn more about what you do online? So basically, if you um, go to LinkedIn, Google us, um, send us a mail, give me a call, send me a pigeon with a letter, <laughs> do whatever you want to. Um, as I said, I'm super passionate about this whole project. So I'm always happy to chat and I can chat a lot. Um, the only one time when I'm not available is when I'm actually sitting on the horse. So that's the only time during the day I'm not available. Um, but also please check out aboutmyhorse.com or our social media channels um, where you can learn and see what we're doing. Lars, Isabel, can't wait to see you guys in a few weeks and, uh, and see the journey ahead. Thanks for joining us. Thanks Thank you very much. We're looking forward can't to wait, it. Uh, yeah, can't we can't wait. wait to see the results. Yes, <laughs> and to start, to start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm Philip Yonetsko. Thank you for the invitation, by the way. Uh, I really appreciate here this opportunity. Um, I grew up in Oldenburg, which is uh, a little village near Bremen, northern Germany. Um, I always knew that I wanted to go into the business world. And uh, not only because I was interested in businesses, but also the whole economy and financial markets and everything like it. So not surprisingly, I, I started my bachelor in business studies and Halle Saale in Eastern Germany. And yeah, during my bachelor, I really learned about the whole startup economy and, and the value of really starting your own company. So um, I, I got the idea already to start a company during my bachelor's, but I thought, well, first you're gonna need some experience in the, in the uh, area. So I moved to Berlin and I uh, worked for a startup named Startup Detector. Um, yeah, the founders totally supported me in every possible way. And I really got the sense of uh, the whole VC startup game. And today I'm studying at BHU. I'm studying entrepreneurship and uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, my name is Joshua Kilp. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a small village in a more rural part of Western Germany in the middle of nowhere. And after the classical school path, I took the opportunity to study business psychology in Cologne. I've always been interested in how we people and our economy work. And so business psychology was the perfect fit for my bachelor's. And early in, on my early on in my studies, yeah, I found fun in product and strategy development, playing through and analyzing different scenarios. And from then on, I spent a lot of time in strategy and innovation consulting and also started my own initiatives and companies in consulting and product development. Yeah, to sum up through, through the experiences of this time, I've discovered the passion for entrepreneurship for me and decided to strive to become an entrepreneur, if you can say so. So uh, yeah, to get the best start in entrepreneurship, I'm now studying in the Masters of Entrepreneurship at WHU, and here we are. And here we are. Awesome. So maybe one of you guys can tell us a little bit about um, what your, what's the name of your company, what problem are you guys solving, and just what it is that you guys do? All right, so we are basically happy burning and we are making biohacking uh, bio accessible for everyone. We start our journey with a readily available focus ring, which really can boost your cognitive uh, performance. And how we, can we achieve this? Well, there are, there are a few natural substances that can really influence your brain. They are called nootropics. One of the most famous one is caffeine, for example. Um, I, I think most people drink a cup of coffee every morning and... Um, or five. Or five. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there are even more and there are even better nootropics. Um, one of the most explored, for example, is ginkgo. Uh, the tree is really remarkable because it's like uh, 270 million years old already. And it's not only remarkable for its, the tree itself, but also for its effect. And there are already hundreds of studies for, for ginkgo. Um, one study especially stood out because uh, they were testing the effect on ginkgo on, on human beings for different time spans. And they found out, well, if you take a longer period of time, you can increase your mood, you can increase your efficiency in your working life, you can increase uh, the, the efficiency in household tasks. And some experts say, well, this, this can really increase your life quality. Well, 
if, if we can increase the life quality of just a tiny, tiny fraction of our potential uh, yeah, customer group, man, I would run for it every single day. <laughs> and instead of taking like 10, 15 pills every day to get the, the ultimate uh, effect, we want to create a yeah, healthy and, and natural um, beverage and also maybe food in the, in the future. And I think the use case is pretty massive because everybody can need a cognitive boost, right? And we see ourselves not only in every, in every supermarket in, in the future, but also like in, in conference rooms of big firms, for example. So this is really where we want to go. Gotcha. And Joshua, Joshua coming from a business psychology standpoint, um, You've, you've probably, you know, I'm kind of into this topic as well. So on one side of this, you have the idea of positive effect, right? That means good feelings, positive feelings, makes us feel good. On the other side, we're talking concentration, focus, and whatnot. What is your target, target audience? What is your target customer for this? What is your core value proposition that you think is most important right now? Okay, so uh, basically everyone is, is struggling with distraction or uh, lacking of motivation and so on. We all know this feeling. Um, our first step into the market will be uh, approaching students because we're students ourselves and we're yeah, pretty close to the, to the target group and know the, the everyday struggle with learning and, and um, yeah, having to perform at university. And by the way, our name is exactly derived from happy burning. It's a common saying at WHO when you, when you have to deliver lots of content uh, within a few hours. Yeah, and the, the underlying hypothesis or the, the USP is that most people, like, like Philip mentioned, you take a grab a cup of coffee to deal with the stress you have and you, you have the feeling of relief when you drink the coffee and think, yeah, now I'm ready to, to perform within the next hour and deliver my stuff. But not only coffee, there are also energy drinks and sometimes drugs like Adderall or Ritalin, so bad stuff. And our USP is that we provide this relief and help our customer and our target group to, to self-condition themselves, themselves, if you can say so, yeah, to help them dealing with that stuff with a healthy beverage, providing the right ingredients that really and effectively help you perform in this situation you need to perform. Awesome. Awesome. That's such a great um, problem that you guys are tackling because anybody that knows a little bit about the neurotransmitters in the brain. You know, coffee has a law of diminishing returns because drinking coffee does produce dopamine, but it also produces cortisol. And the more coffee you drink, the more cortisol produces and the less dopamine it produces. So over time, you get more stress and less feel good. So anyone that can solve that problem will be uh, an interesting case. Can you guys tell me real quick, you know, how did you guys meet? How did you guys come together to start working on this project? Many probably know this effect when you meet someone for the first time and you immediately have the feeling, well, this works. There's the, the right wipe in the room. And I think that's exactly what happened here. We met for, for our master, master studies, uh, sharing a room together or an apartment. And we quickly realized that we not only have a similar work mode, 
but I think we also complement each other quite well with other experiences, our studies and our ways of thinking. And at some point we realized or it turned out that we both are interested in everything around biohacking for years. And one day we discussed how much benefit certain biohacks already brought to our everyday lives. Yeah, and then the idea came up, why not many more people benefit from those apparently simple biohacks? And so one thing led to another, and here we are starting into the VAU Accelerator with a vision to make biohacking easily available for everyone. Awesome. It sounds like the universe somehow lined you guys up together. I love that. What a great story. So you, you mentioned the accelerator, always interested, you know, why the accelerator route? Why, why the Vejo accelerator in general? Yeah, so, so maybe I can answer it because um, I came to Vejo just because of its statistic, honestly. I knew that the most, um, or that Vejo is the origin of the most successful startups, but also the most successful founders. And once I arrived here, it didn't take long to understand why. Uh, the spirit here is just unique. Even the alumni are very dedicated to help everyone out. Um, yeah, I'm, today I'm really grateful to, to be able to study here, even in COVID times. <laughs> and um, yeah, we already work on our company. Uh, while when you announced there will be a summer accelerator, um, once we read about it, it was really a no-brainer because uh, we believe this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for us because we cannot fine tune our company only, but we can also fine tune ourselves really. We, we are both entrepreneurship students uh, and are educated to start a company from scratch and um, at the best university, maybe in, in, in Germany, maybe in Europe, who knows. And that plus being part of the accelerator and hopefully get challenged every day uh, by real rock stars of the industries, I think it cannot get any better than that. So yeah, it was an absolute no-brainer here. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And and there will be 80, 80 incredible mentors challenging you guys every day till your head spin, that's for sure. Guys, guys, just to wrap it up, can you tell us, um, what people that are listening, where they can learn more about Happy Burning and find you online? Yes, of course. So we are currently working at full speed uh, to give Happy Burning a face. And if you want to get a first impression of us, you can reach us at happy-burning.de. It's our teaser website now, but there will be a lot going on in the next few weeks. Also, we are working on our social media presence on Facebook and, in and Instagram. There you can also find us under, under our name, Happy Burning. And if you want to reach us personally, we are happy to receive your messages via LinkedIn. Awesome. And man, Joshua, I, I listened to you on this podcast and I'm going, I think you should be the podcast guy. You've got like a James Earl Jones kind of Morgan Freeman voice going on there. <laughs> so. Thank you, Jared. You're very, you're very welcome, man. Guys, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you one month from today at the orientation day for the accelerator and cannot wait to see what the next three months have in store for both of you and for happy burning. So looking forward to it. Thanks for having us. Well, folks, that was pre-match CIMK about my horse and happy burning. Four of the startups in this year's Vehau Accelerator. Stay tuned for our next episode, which goes live every other Wednesday. And until then, be sure to check out our website at mostawesomepodcast.com 
follow our channel on YouTube, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast streaming service. Bis nächstes Mal!